Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks for being here. Lots to do this morning. 835, coming up in about 20 minutes, we are going to speak with Bill Gates, chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, talking about what happened on Election Day. They are doing an investigation into what happened with the printer issues, and they are going to we'll talk about who's running that investigation, what they're looking for. So all that's happening at 835. 9 o'clock or at 905, we're going to talk with Glenn Hickman. If you've noticed, egg prices have gone through the roof. We're going to talk to him about what's happening in Arizona when we can expect some relief and what's going on um, when it comes to food prices and the egg farmers here in, in Arizona. And they are, uh, they've been here in Arizona for such a long time, so we'll talk to him about that. And then at 9.35, Ron Wolfley joins me from Arizona Sports as we talk about the Cardinals season and the Cardinals future now that they are, I think they've saved, they've uh, gotten the third tra- draft pick overall. We'll talk to him about what might happen in the future with coaching and with players here in uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. So all that's coming up on the show this morning. Start off with the border and uh, the president visiting the border this weekend. I want you to hear a couple of different things from people associated with this. First, Governor Abbott of Texas met with the president and hand-delivered a letter. And uh, what was in that letter? This is the governor's words. Him to go see the areas where we have these mass migration crossings and go visit uh, with the people who own property and live on the border whose lives have been totally disrupted. See, and this is where the issue lies. Um, you know, as it's happened when it happens here, when the Super Bowl comes, when the Super Bowl used to be in Tempe, when we had it at Sun Devil Stadium, there was always a big uproar because what would happen before the Super Bowl and before the cameras came into downtown Tempe, they would clean, uh, take homeless people off the streets. They'd put them in shelters. They'd move them off the streets so they didn't see homeless people on the streets. And some people thought that was a bad idea, that it was the wrong thing to displace homeless people. Well, this is what happened in El Paso with people on the border. They cleaned up the camps. They cleaned up a lot of the the areas before the president arrived, so he didn't get an accurate picture of what's happening on the border. And also, I I will say to people, it wasn't across the state lines. It wasn't anything else. But here we are using people as pawns, putting them on buses, moving them away. If you're going to want, if you want to get an accurate look at what's happening, go down and take a look at what's happening. Visit someplace that is different. The vice president did the same thing. Vice president went to the border in El Paso, a very secure port, gave a speech, did a photo op and left. This was my biggest fear with the president's visit, that this was going to be a photo op and we were going to get some sort of lip service about the border. And it seems as if that's exactly what happened. Now, whether these border policy changes, whether they're going to require people to remain in Mexico and what is their first safe haven when they leave other countries, whether it's Nicaragua, Venezuela, Cuba, whoever it is, once they get to Mexico, if the requirement is you have to apply for asylum at your first safe country as opposed to coming all the way to the U.S., then this will slow down the traffic. But is that what's going to happen? A couple of more things from the governor of Texas is Governor Abbott. Abbott talks about needing the help of the president. He needs to step up and, and take swift action, uh, including uh, reimbursing the state of Texas for the money that we spent, but providing more resources for the federal government to do its job. So that's the the issue here is, are they going to do his job? He also said this is not going to do much if we don't have enforcement. This is for nothing but for show unless he begins to enforce the immigration laws already that exist in the United States of America that are contained in the letter that are provided to the president today. 
And that's the issue for a lot of people is that if we could enforce or if we start enforcing existing immigration laws, we could see and would see a major difference. But will that happen? So Secretary Mayorkas was talking about this as well, um, the Homeland Security Secretary, and he talked about a bad immigration system. We are dealing within a broken immigration system that Congress has failed to repair for decades. And there is unanimity with respect to that reality. And uh, there's, he's not necessarily wrong about that. But the issue is, you, we understand, I think the American people understand, if they're not familiar with these specific policies of the White House, that the policies of the White House have caused this problem to be bigger than it's ever been. That's the issue. That's the frustration for border agents, whether it's CBP or ICE. And the, the frustration is that the enforcement policies of this administration, and you understand in cabinet positions, the president puts in place people that are going to enforce force or going to employ their ideas. They want their um, ideas and policies enforced or enacted in these positions. So Mayorkas is doing exactly what is um, Mayorkas is doing exactly what is asked of by the president. So if they put somebody else in there, if Mayorkas is gone and somebody else goes in, they're, they're going to be doing the exact same thing. There's no doubt about that. So we have to figure out a way to get the existing laws enforced. There are policy changes that can be made, but will they be? Um, Mayorkas talked about this being a regional challenge, which I thought this was interesting. This is something that is not unique to the United States. It's gripping the hemisphere, and a regional challenge requires a regional solution. And that's one of the elements of the North American Leaders Summit that we look forward to addressing. But the issue is, if you look at what's happening in Mexico, there are neighbors to the south. They are a huge trade partner with the United States. They are the number one trade partner with the state of Arizona. That we are seeing what's happening in Mexico with the cartels, the big battle that's been going on uh, with the cartels there. Um, the issue with the instability in Mexico is bad for the U.S. It's bad for Canada. It's bad for everybody in North America. And what we are seeing there with instability is more and more of the cartel takeover is that, that instability is is going to build much bigger um, divides between the countries. So it is much bigger than immigration, but immigration is a big part of how the cartels are making money. The cartels are making millions and millions of dollars in coyotes and bringing people across the border illegally. They are employing people and enslaving people into their drug trades, into human slavery and human trafficking and sex trafficking. And this is really um, this is really something that needs to to be addressed and it needs to be addressed right away. So this is Secretary Mayorkas talk, talking about what he hopes the president got from his visit. I want him to see the extraordinary work of the men and women of the United States Border Patrol, of Customs and Border Protection's field operations, how we have surged resources to address a challenge that is not unique to the southern border of the United States. It's a challenge that is uh, really gripping our entire hemisphere. So they keep talking about what they've done, but if you look at what they've done, it isn't working. It is, it's actually gone in the opposite direction. And then they say the surge is the problem because it's in the hemisphere. This is a, and it's just more and more, it seems like excuses. So what are the goals? What are the goals with these new initiatives? What we're trying to do is incentivize individuals through the CBP-1 application 
to make an appointment and to come at the port of entry to cut out the smuggling organizations. But we are not seeing any of that working. The idea, if they are, if there's going to be enforcement, there has to be enforcement. If there isn't, then none of this is going to matter. You can all the lip service doesn't matter if you don't have enforcement because people are spending money they don't have. They're selling off everything. They are taking the risk of a lifetime to come to our border. And if they if they are if they know or if they're being told that when you get to the border, you're going to be turned around and sent back and then you're going to end up at home after this long journey. If you make it back home, you're going to be home with absolutely nothing. And starting completely over, people will stop coming, or at least they will slow down this migration. Understanding that there are people that are entitled to asylum under American laws, and this is the one thing that I talked about so much that is frustrating. We are a nation of refuge. Ronald Reagan called us the shining city on the hill, and we should always be. It's something we as a nation should be proud of, that we bring in people, we take people in. When they are in danger in their countries, we should be a nation of refuge. But when well over 50 percent, some say as high as 70 or 80 percent of the asylum claims for people coming across our border are eventually denied, that these are not justified claims for asylum, shows you the abuse of the system that's happening. And if we don't stop that abuse, what are we doing to the people that have legitimate asylum claims? That's the frustrating thing about this is as Americans, we should be looking at this and saying we want to help. The people that deserve and need our help. But when you have people abusing our system, it's like any other system where it's aid. If there are people abusing the aid, if we have people – if in, the, in our society we have people that are going to uh, food banks and getting food that aren't in need of food just because it's free and no one's checking – it's frustrating to find out that there are more people that are taking food that don't necessarily need the help. They're just doing it because they can. It becomes really frustrating. So what do, what do we do about legitimate asylum seekers? Why are we not focusing on them and saying we need to make sure the system works for them? Our system should work for Americans, obviously. But the people that are coming here should know that if you're coming here legitimately, you are going to have an expedited system that you are going to get the asylum that you're entitled to by our laws. And instead, we have a system that's doing what it's doing right now, and it's frustrating. It should be frustrating to everyone. Everyone involved. Coming up in just a couple of moments, uh, Bill Gates is going to join us. He's the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. There is going to be an investigation into what happened on Election Day with the printer issues. We're going to get some of the background on that and find out what the investigation entails. All that's coming up here in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. As many people know, Maricopa County had issues on Election Day with printers and at many election locations or polling locations. Joining us right now from the County Board of Supervisors is Bill Gates. Bill, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, let's talk about the investigation that's coming. Uh, former Justice um, uh, Chief Justice Ruth McGregor is going to run this. Can you uh, tell us what is behind this and what she's going to be looking for? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the day after Election Day, when we did see those issues that, that occurred with the printers and then the, the resulting uh, uh, impact on having ballots go through the tabulators, uh, our vice chair of the board, Clint Hickman, and I put out a statement. And we said that we were going to have outside experts come in, take a look at this, to do a deep dive, determine exactly what happened, and make sure that this doesn't happen again. Is it possible that this was done intentionally? I, I you know, here's the thing about that, Mike. We have asked uh, Chief Justice Ruth McGregor to lead this investigation up and follow this wherever it leads. But I'm not going to follow the lead of people, you know, unfortunately, the past few years who just say I'm just asking questions and, and, and throw sort of wild allegations out there. So I, I don't know uh, what uh, she will find, but I know that she's an uh, she is has uh, integrity. Uh, she has a lot of experience leading these types of investigations for state of Arizona, Arizona State University and the Fiesta Bowl. And she's going to follow this wherever the facts lead her. So when she uh, builds her team, what kind of experts is she looking for? Who are some of the people and maybe not by name, but what are the background of the people that she's looking for to do this investigation? Well, I think that, you know, she's going to be looking for people who understand technology, people who understand uh, printers, uh, things of that sort. Uh, there, there are there is an expertise that's required with this. But, uh, you know, it's it's people who understand how systems work. And I know she's going to put together a team that's going to do a great job and they're going to take the time that it needs to get to the bottom of it. From what you've seen on Election Day and the people that that voted or how the votes were tabulated, are you confident that every voter that wanted to vote on Election Day was able to? I am confident of that. Uh, and the reason is because we had a, uh, a backup plan in place. And that, of course, is the door three where people who could not have their ballots go through the tabulator, they still had the ability uh, to put their ballot in door three. Uh, where those votes could be tabulated at our central tabulation point. And by the way, uh, the majority of Arizona counties, that's exactly how it's done. Those people who vote on Election Day. And let me again underline how important that is to this board, that people continue to have that opportunity to vote on Election Day, in addition to doing mail-in voting. And those people who put their vote, their ballots in door three, those were vote, those were uh, tabulated at central count. Uh, are there any changes that are going to be made before this investigation, just based on what you know that happened on Election Day? Will there be changes in Maricopa County to Election Day voting? At Maricopa County, we are focused not only in elections, but in the 50 plus lines of business that we're in. We are committed to continuous improvement. And I have no question that there are things that we have learned uh, that we will implement. Um, but at this point, I can't go through exactly what those changes will be. The system works well, but we can do better. And we stand prepared to discuss with uh, leaders at the statewide level, legislature, the governor, secretary of state and others, if they would like to discuss further changes in state law. Uh, but we uh, we know that uh, the right to vote is fundamental. 
and we need to continue to do everything that we can to ensure that everyone who is an eligible voter has that opportunity to vote either by mail, uh, in person before Election Day, or on Election Day at at one of our vote centers. What do you say to the people that are still saying the, the elections have been stolen? I, I'm, you're not going to convince everybody, but what do you point them to to show them that even though there were issues, the elections were fair and the elections, the results of the elections are true? So I would say, first of all, that we ran, without a doubt, the most transparent election we've ever run in 2022. Uh, we ran that in Maricopa County. So there were so many eyeballs on this election. The national media, the local media, all the observers, Republicans and Democrats, in the room throughout. So we've never been more transparent than that. And then we've probably never had an election that was more litigated than this one. We had multiple litigation going on involving the governor's race, the secretary of state's race, the attorney general's race. And all those were reviewed. And all of those courts, again, uh, stood behind the the uh, results. So I would say we've never had more eyeballs on an election the folks who have been have now been uh, sworn into office, they are now our elected officials, and we look forward to them leading us uh, for the next four years. How long do you anticipate this investigation to go? Is there a timeline that you uh, can you give us a rough timeline? We made a point to not give a timeline to Chief Justice McGregor uh, because we want her to have the time she needs to to get this done. But certainly it would be done in time so that uh, to the extent that we need to make changes for the 2024 elections, we'll be in a position to do that. But I, we, we made a point not to hold her to a hard timeline, but we know that people are watching and we know that she's going to uh, move as quickly as she can while still uh, doing a thorough investigation that the voters of Maricopa County deserve. Are you going to make public the results of that investigation? Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, in the spirit of transparency, the, the voters of, of Maricopa County and really the, the, the people of this country who, who followed this election closely, they deserve to know what happened, the findings of the report and how the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors will react to those findings. As always, I appreciate the time and I uh, hope you'll come back when this investigation concludes. We'd love to find out what the results are. Will do. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks. That is Bill Gates, chairman of the County Board of Supervisors, with an update as to what happened and what is going to happen in the investigation into the voter, the uh, election day issues at the polling places. Coming up in a moment, Gatos joins me and it's the big Q poll question of the day. Stick around. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Good morning, Gatos. Good morning. How's your Monday? It's good. How about you? Yeah, we're going to have, uh, I guess, uh, at 2 o'clock today, Katie Hobbs, our new governor. Nice. Uh, it's going to be her state of the state address. We're going to carry it live at uh, 2 o'clock. Yep. So let's see what she's got cooking. Let's see what she wants to do for the state. So at 2 o'clock, we'll carry it and, uh, you know, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, I just had uh, I just had Bill Gates on talking about the investigation. That was pretty interesting conversation. 
I love that guy. Yeah, I know that. I know that there was a mistake and and the printers and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he's uh, he's super above board. I think he's a, a has a lot of integrity, and I, I think our elections are safe, and uh, all elections aren't perfect, and ours wasn't. But everybody got a chance to vote. And that was the deal. Well, it's so. good that they're they're going to get you know that a former chief justice is gonna is gonna lead the investigation and just put out all the information and what they find out why it happened on election day and just get the information out there. I think more than anything, just to kind of put a lot of stuff to bed. I think it's a good idea. You know my conspiracy theory, Mike. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, and I know a lot of people that did this. Uh, they brought their own pen. They didn't want to use the pen that was given to them because they didn't trust the pen. And so they used their own pen. And what if that pen, which they weren't supposed to use, wasn't picked up by the machines? I think that's part of it. You do? I do. Okay. I do. And and you know me, and I hate conspiracy theorists and stuff, but that's my conspiracy theory because I know a lot of people. I know about half a dozen people that brought their own pen. And they said they were in line, and people were like, yep, I got my own pen. Yeah, we're not going to use those pens that they're given. No, 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 they're, they're, they're erasable, or they, they, you know, they're, they're, they're going it's, it's, to take my vote away. I'm telling you, man, could be part of it. You got, not using the actual pen that was given to them. There's a reason that they had certain pens. All right. So that is, that is, that is my slight, I don't know if you want to call it a conspiracy theory, but Man, a lot of people use their own pens, and you know what? You were told not to do it, and then we all then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we started having these little problems with the printers. I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. Before we get to the question, I want, as a fellow season ticket holder, what's oh. your opinion on the Cardinals moving forward? Uh, that I'm not a season ticket holder anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, no, this team, this team stinks, man. They don't play well at home. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's disaster. I'm seeing a lot of of, of of chatter about Kime not being the GM. Let's check that out. Uh, no, I, I'm not paying money to go see this team. Uh, unless Michael Bidwell uh, flushes the toilet on him. I mean, everybody's got to go, honestly. Kingsbury's got to go. Kime's got to go. Uh, and they, 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 have to get some, they have to get somebody big. And it has to come from outside of the Arizona Cardinals. No, no, I don't want to see uh, people that uh, have been here for a while. I know that sounds really weird. They got to go out and get a big time head coach, not some garbage like Cliff Kingsbury. That guy is terrible. So as right. a, as a as as a, a season ticket holder, I'm not one anymore. All right, I just. I can't watch this team. Can you? No, no, I, I agree with you whole, wholeheartedly. So, what do you got for a question? I got less than a minute. All right, Cardinals finished the season four and thirteen. Four and thirteen. Should Cliff Kingsbury be fired? A. Yes. B. Oh, heck yes. And then C. No. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> Great question. Very, very timely. Uh, they got to get him out, man. And I got a feeling they're not. I don't know, dude. Uh, I don't know. He should be gone today. A hundred percent. He should be gone and fired and packed up today. We'll see what happens. Yep. Thanks, Gatos. Okay, man. All right. That's Gatos. The big Q poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up after nine o'clock, Glenn Hickman, president of Hickman's Egg Farms or Hickman Family Farms is going to join me. So stick around for that. 